Rob rambles on. What's going on, everybody? My name's Rob, and that's what I do. I ramble. But I get to the point, I'll always give you something to think about, walk away with, and appreciate. And up on the ramble, Blink-182's record, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, is 20 years old. And I can't believe it, because this is one of my favorite records, and I was 18 when this record came out. And I had a license, I had a car, I had a job, I had money, and this record was the theme of my 18th year on Earth. And what a time it was. So many songs on this record sit so well with me. I can transcend myself through the universe back to my 18th year in so many songs on this record. I can go back to concerts. I can go back to the Pop Disaster Tour. I can go back to partying, singing, chanting these lyrics on top of my lungs with a solo cup in one hand. Armed around everybody else singing. Oh, great times. Uh, so you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put this record in order from worst song to best. Numbers 1 through 13, organized in Rob's way. Worst to best. Very difficult task, by the way. Very difficult task. I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to talk about just what I think is great about this record and why people should check it out if you haven't heard it in a while. It's a great record. And that's what Rob's all about, different perspectives. So, you know what? I'm telling you, it was a very difficult task to, to do what I did. And I'm talking the Take Off Your Pants and Jacket original lineup of songs 1 through 13. Not the bonus songs, which those are top 10 songs. Those are great bonus songs. And I'm not including the perverted bonus tracks either. I'm talking the original. So, I'm going 13 to 1, in my opinion. And... It was difficult because I love every song on this record. I think every single song on this record is good. And I really, in the beginning, wanted to do a top five. That would be impossible. That would be absolutely impossible, and I wouldn't be able to do it. I'd have to drive to Niagara Falls eight hours and listen to this record on repeat. And you know what? I'd be at the Canadian border trying to, like, figure it out still. I don't think I could do it. So I'm not going to torture myself, or I'm not going to get hung up on it either. And I'm just going to give you my 13 to 1 and give you it all in between. And you know what? I, I hope we're kind of like in a relationship here where you think I'm fun to listen to. We're kind of friends now. But if you get like, you know, a little aggravated with my lineup, it's my lineup, guys. My lineup, my perspective. So 13 to 1. First thing I'm going to tell you is I love this record number one because of the memories it brings to my life. It brings incredibly awesome memories, happy times, good times, drunken times, you know, heart-tugging times as well with other significant others, you know what I mean? Friends is including. Um, great times though. I, I just love that nostalgia and I love how this record can really bring me back. Um, so I'm gonna jump in with the 13th song. And I'm telling you, the worst to the best, no song is bad. They're all great. There are so many songs. The worst song on my list could actually be better than 20 other blank songs. Fighting the Gravity, I'm not even go there. All right? So when I say the worst, I'm talking like really, really a good song. Because every song on this record is good. I don't know why I feel the need to over-explain that. That's just what I do when I ramble. So, Happy Holidays, You Bastards is 13. And I'll tell you why. 
because I love the song. I think it's an amazing song. I think the lyrics are funny. Um, I look forward to seeing it live twice, once in the dark, once lit, great, awesome. But you know what, it's 42 seconds long and you can't tell me that this 42 second song outweighs any complete song on this record. So I say this is a great preview song because I can guarantee if I had a kid in front of me that said, hey man, you know, I'm trying to listen to something, I want to get into music, and I played this song for him and I'd say, we want to hear another song, answer the song, the kid would definitely say yes, I can guarantee it. This is a great preview and I like how it just kind of shows you what Blink is about in this record. So happy holidays, you bastards. It's 13 and 12. Please take me home. I think this is a great song. It's fun. Um, it's catchy. It's very, very Blink-esque. But it's here because this got the least play. I always like listen, listen to the, so these records in clusters. Never all the way through. I started listening to records all the way through as I got older. So like I kind of hung out in other parts of the record rather than here. And you know, it's... On paper, it's six minutes long, but, you know, it's really about two and a half minutes long. And when it's done, it's done, and you're good with it. But then there's a long pause, and then they kind of tried to do, it, in my opinion, the ripoff of the Dookie record and do, like, the all-by-myself thing. But they were like, you know what, instead of going doing a bonus track that's perverted like Green Day, like, kind of did in a different way, we're going to go full-on inappropriate with our bonus tracks. And I think they did a great job with that. But, you know, that's where this song falls for me but I think it's a great song. Give Me One Good Reason is number 11. And I think this song is awesome for the drums, the interlude, and select one-liners. Uh, I think that this uh, song really just shows you Travis's, and, and this record, collectively, is an amazing drum record. And that's the second thing I love about this record, is that it's an amazing drum record. Travis deserves an, an, an award. I'm not sure if he ever won one. I was going to look it up, but I just, you know, didn't think about it until now. That's how I roll. Um, but I wonder if he won an award for this, and I think he should have, because this record is absolute bonkers. And I remember my buddy saying, look, I could play that song. I could play that song. It's like, great, you could play it, but did you think it? Did you come up with it? Travis came up with it. He thinks differently than most drummers. Most drummers think about, I'm going to fill this with this. Travis does, like, has a complete alternate way of doing it. Like, as if he's like a, a drummer on acid. Like, that's how he is. He, he He's absolutely awesome. And I think that Give Me One Good Reason is an example of how his drums kind of were, I think, laid out and then everything else was filled in. Like, everything else accommodates his drums very, very well. I think you have some really awesome uh, drum work on the interludes with, with the, with the hi-hat use and, and the rolls. I mean incredible he does some awesome stuff here and i'll never get out of my head hit the justin preps a hippie fucking scumbags i'll never get that out of my head it's an awesome one-liner and you know what i think by three minutes and 20 seconds i had enough of tom's voice number 10 stay together for the kids i think this is a great song love it i love how it shows you it's like adam's song of this record i like how it's very somber and mark's vocals are great I like how Mark just gives you that, it, it gives you that sad feeling along with the guitar, just, you, you understand the divorce scenario. They both lived it apparently, I never did, my parents are still together like 80 years, like something like that, something crazy, alright, but you know, they felt it, and, and they put that 
feeling into this song. This is a very heartfelt song and it's very personal. So, you know, in, in the verse, I, I kind of get the slow aspect of it, but I like how Travis does his best to, to keep the song moving with, again, very creative drum work. My favorite is when it goes bang right into the chorus. It's very heavy. I love the bass. I love the thickness of the distortion, and I love the drums. And I think it's Tom's time to shine. I think with a voice like that, Tom had his time in time for that voice. Because you know what? You're not making it with that voice now. That voice is not going to sell now. And the fact that it sold at one point in time, amazing. And I'm, I'm glad Tom was able to do that. And I think, you know what, Tom would like me. I think if we chilled out, Tom would kind of agree. Yeah, man, I got a whacked out voice. And, you know, it does sound like someone pulled my balls lower than my knees and told me to sing. That's what it sounds like. And then you throw the force in it, you know, you, you get that result. So here's your holiday. Hope you enjoy this time. Gave it all away in one mind. Oh, man, like, I think... I'm making fun of him, and you know what? I'm not, my voice doesn't get me anywhere. So I commend his voice for getting him somewhere, but like, you know what, dude, that was his time to shine. I'm glad it was him, and you know what? It's it's great, and you know what? You you kind of understand, you, you, you see a vision of a kid in a bed with an emo haircut screaming this about divorce and about the pain it is. And I feel like Travis throws a very creative drum work in there that kind of reflects the, the chaos going on in your head as a child through divorce. Like your brain is probably all over the place. It's absolute bonkers. And the brrrr, like that's probably what's happening. And I think uh, this is, there's a lot of sim symbolism in the drums. Number nine, Every Time I Look For You. This song to me is a nod to the Dude Ranch era. And you know what? The Dude Ranch record is what got me into Blink, not Enemy of the State. Enemy of the State kind of bothers me a little bit. I love it. It's a great record, but it kind of bothers me because it, in my opinion, gave Blink that candy pop punk genre stigma. When people say candy pop punk, I hate that term. And I think that that record kind of really sums that up for Blink and kind of puts them in that pigeonholed scenario. Which is why, like, when I heard the Do Ranch record, that's why I got into Blank, and then I kind of was, like, halted at Anima of the State, eventually got into it, but then this record really gave a big nod to Anima, uh, gave a big nod to Do Ranch, gave a big nod to the Cheshire Cat record, and, you know, does a really, really good job, uh, because you get the trade-off between Mark and Tom, you get awesome, awesome distortion, you get great bass line, you get great lyrics, you get catchy lyrics, you have awesome drums. It's just a nice fusion. And I often refer to uh, the Take Off Your Pants and Jacket record as um, a Dude Ranch part two. If Dude Ranch had Travis's influence, it would probably be like this record. Um, and I stick with that. And, and think about that next time you listen to Dude Ranch and imagine Travis's uh, drums on it. I always thought it would be cool if Travis re-record like you know just scrapped the drums and just recorded his version and put that record out like the dude ranch part two the travis version i think that that would be insane i think it would be very reflective of this take off your pants and jacket record so every time i look for you the sun goes down i remember streaming this uh drunk at parties it was fun and yeah number nine
eight, reckless abandon. Um, this is usually a lot lower for some people, but to me, again, um, this is a, a hard nod to Enema of the State, kind of like leaning uh, Dude Ranch-ish, kind of leaning uh, Cheshire Cat. You can kind of find influences there. But for me, it's too much, Tom. Again, um, we left the scar size extra large. Like, I love it, but, you know, a little too much. For me, it's all about the drums. Incredible drums. Travis's drums, you can't, you, second to none. Second to none. And then he does it live, flipping upside down on fire. When I saw that live, it was probably like when my brother saw Tommy Lee do it live in Motley Crue in the 80s. My brother's a little older than me. So, like, my brother saw that live, and I probably had the same effect. Uh, but you know what? Great song. You, you get some, like, really cool old Blink-esque stuff. But for me, that's where it belongs. Story of a Lonely Guy, number seven. I love this song. I think it kind of has everything kind of tied up in like a new kind of Blink song because like Blink's starting to dabble and starting to um I think this is this all this record is another kind of like pinnacle point because it's bridging the gap between the beginning of their career and then where they're going so this kind of lends you know new sounds that are coming in the new record which was the self-titled record so you kind of have um, a fusion of the old, the new, the somber, the sweet, the ba-da, ba-da, the trade-off with, with Tom and Mark. Anything and any time when it's a trade-off with Tom and Mark, I love it. Um, but I think this is very catchy. Uh, I remember jamming with my buddy this song. Me and my buddy would jam this song all the time. We would duet it. It was easy. Um, I remember just kind of like bouncing up and down, up and down, ba-da, ba-da. Great song, man. Number six, Shut Up. I love this song. I, I, I think this is once incredible. What, the, what he does with this song is incredible. He squeezes such, in, such amounts of percussion into small areas in this song. And I would love to see this song live, and they never played it live. And I think Mark does an excellent job. I think the bass line done by Mark is excellent, and I think the, the guitar ties in very well. And I think this is, again, one of those things where it's like the, the the fusion of the two worlds, but like now they're gonna show you what they're what they're gonna be about moving forward. And I think this is one of those newer sounding Blink songs, but a good job. And you know, very very um, relatable. Shut the fuck up, she said. I'm going fucking dead. Like like I just I think it's great. Awesome song, and I can't get the the drums out of my head. Great stuff. Number five, Roller Coaster. Um, I hate this song's title, and I hate the fact that the chorus has Roller Coaster, favorite ride. Let me kiss you one last time. The Roller Coaster favorite line, uh, ride part, I hate it. It drives me nuts. I think in some weird way, Blink wanted to be like the replacements with Merry Go Round, but the only difference is, is Merry Go Round's an awesome song. This is an awesome song too, but like Merry Go Round Fit, this kind of doesn't. I, I just don't know what they were thinking, but I'll tell you what, it's an incredibly musical song and has a hard nod to Cheshire Cat, hard nod to um, Dude Ranch, and this is has a whole lot going on. Awesome intro, great bass line, and you know, most of the lyrics are great, and I, I love how you have the variation of slow to fast, um, to an interlude into just like 
kind of an outro where it's like a screaming, whining outro, but in like a somber, sweet kind of like Mark way. Awesome song. Totally um, brings you to number four, online songs. And this is so low for me on the list because it's just very, very singable for me. Um, I like how it starts with an awesome bass line reference like to, to like Buddha or Treasure Cat and like kind of reminds me of like emo uh, Apple Apple shampoo a little bit and you know it has really good drums as this whole record has really really good drums but you know it just always was something that I, I like to hear and it always was fun to hear and you know na 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 like very singable again when you're drunk at 18 years old and you're drinking cheap Miller Light in the woods a song like this is fun uh, number three, first date, originally, like I said, I, it took me three hours to do this. Um, so originally, this was a lot lower because this song kind of like, in my opinion, is the nod to Enema of the State and really really pigeonholes Blink-182 in that stigma of being candy pop punk because you got that and the car just can't wait like it, it, it's fun it's cool the music video is all right i like the music video it's kind of creative you know goes back to the pgs uh but you know the best parts of this song for me intro absolutely incredible and interlude the the hi-hat work on the interlude with the when then when the rest of the drums come in, like it's a building interlude on the hi-hat with the with the raising and lowering of it, and you got the bells coming in and, and you got splashes. There's so much percussion going on there. It's absolutely awesome. And I think like all of that awesome musicianship, and there's a lot of great musicianship in all parts of the song, but I think, you know, people call it candy pop punk because of this song. And that's how they, they dug Blink 182. So I like it. It was actually number 13. Really it was. And I knew I'd get crap. I knew I'd lose some friends. But whatever you lose your friends over opinions. If that's the case, whatever. But anyway, you know, number three, great song. Love, love the drums. Number two, the rock show. Hunter in this song. Related to me when I was 18. Acting stupid, getting drunk with my best friends, couldn't wait for the summer at the Warp Tour, girl at the rock show, hanging out behind the club on the weekend. Like, I did all these things. I even had a situation where I couldn't even date or, or officially date my girlfriend. You know, this song really sat with me and resonated with me. And I remember actually playing it live with my really terrible pop punk bands. We covered like Green Name, Blink 182. And most, a lot of songs on this record, including this one. And I remember plugging in, like, I fell in love with my girlfriend's name. Very corny, very cheesy, but I did it. So this song sits very, very hot. Put the song on. It wakes me right up. It gets me right into it. Plus, it's a fun song to play on the drums, too. Number one, Anthem Part 2. And I'll tell you what. Once again, I think that this was a, a record where they were kind of throwing back some nods to Enema of the State, Cheshire Cat, Dude Ranch, but also showing you what they are going to be doing in the future. Um, more creativity um, and just more development. And this song kind of shows you from the start more development and then kind of gives you the throwbacks and then kind of 
brings you towards the end of the record, giving you more developments. And then when he gets to the self-titled record, which is an absolutely uh, incredible record as well, you start to see a lot of these things carry over. So I think that this was like their, their, their crossover point, and this song kind of started it. And I love the intro. I love the intro. And I love the the intro on the drums, the guitar, the bass. I love the dun 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 dun. dun. I have memories of my buddy playing that, just just playing that over and over. And I remember actually like jamming this out. And my one buddy was obsessed with Travis at the time. He had to learn like everything, and like he actually learned the song. We played it, and you know what? I remember being captivated by how long it took him to learn it, and 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 then really understanding how awesome Travis was because he created it and probably my friend missed probably about maybe 40% of what Travis was actually doing but still learned it like there's so many awesome things about this song uh, you get some like really wacky harmonics on the guitar uh, you got just really great transitions you got the choruses repeating and I like how the ending kind of like the, the, da, 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 like everything just kind of comes back in another way and in another arrangement and I think it's you know, their, their, their first segue into really awesome arrangement stuff, and um, great song. I love it. American uh, uh, Anthem Part 2. Love this song. So you know what, everybody? That's my list. And, you know, uh, big on drums. This, this record is one-liners in this record. Absolutely incredible. I mean, the lyrics are so singable from front to back. Uh, the fact that every song is good, every song is good. So, like I said, it took three hours to do what I just did, and I wasn't going to Niagara to do top five, so you can't beat it with that. Um, drums, and just overall humor. It's funny. It's it's sick funny. It's what boys should be today funny, but they're not. Um, I laughed at this, and you know what's actually really funny? Take off your pants and jacket. I still chuckle at the title. I still chuckle at, at the record cover. And you know what, the other day when I brought this up to my buddies, you know, 38, some 40, we were talking about this record and some of the good times we had with it and how we were drunk singing it at times. And my one buddy was like, you know what, I finally got it. Take off your pants and jacket, ha ha. And I was like, really? You finally got it now? He's like, yeah. I'm like, you didn't get it back then? He's like, no. I'm like, made me feel like the biggest pervert on the planet. Literally, I, I don't know why I'm so hung up on this, but it makes me feel like a sicko that out of a lot of my, like four of my friends, I was the only one that really knew what was going on with the title of this record. Really? You were that naive at 18? I was that advanced? You gotta be kidding me. But you know what, everybody? This record, absolutely awesome. And I would recommend it to any kid that wants to get into Blink or, or get into pop punk or candy pop punk, whatever you want to call it. Just get into it. It's a great record. You'll walk away, maybe with a guitar, maybe with with with, with a set of drums. Drive your parents crazy, and maybe you'll, you'll start a band. Because that's what this record did for me. When I was 18, I wasn't worried about like drinking or going. I mean, we, we drank, drank a little bit, not crazy. We weren't worried about drugs. We weren't worried about like any anything important. We were worried about. You know, wow, it looks like an awesome thing to be a drummer. I want to be a drummer. And then I was a drummer. Oh, it looks like an awesome thing to be a guitar player. I was a guitar player. And then we had bands and we had we had jam sessions. We had battle of the bands with like crazy, terrible bands playing the same songs on repeat a lot from this record. It was a great time. Great time to grow up. So the memories and, and all that included. So thank you, Blake. And happy birthday, take off your pants and jacket. So if you like what you heard today, if you want to see what's up on the ramble next time, Subscribe, follow, Rob Rambles on, adios.